BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Possums, what's up? You're riding with Joe and Josh today. Billy is in Viva La Mexico. And he's partying it up. So we are riding just the two of us today. Sorry we missed you last week. We took a much-needed week of rest. Um, some stuff came up, but all is good now. And uh, we are ready to talk fantasy with you. So I hope you guys are drafting your underdogs. I hope you're drafting your dynasty drafts right now. I know we are. As usual, follow us. Get on our YouTube uh, at IDP Army. Get on our Instagram at Fantasy. Pay for the Dynasty Index. It is awesome. You will get every player you can possibly imagine. We have the IDP Index as well. That can be found at our Patreon. Go to our Instagram, get on the link tree, and find that. Support your boys. Also, we have possum shirts available. I know you guys want one. If you're if you're part of the passel, you got to get the shirt. Josh is wearing one right now. They're very sweet. So support us. We will be going to Canton for the Fantasy Football Expo in August. So we'll be representing the passel out there. If you want to help pay for our trip, go ahead and buy you a T-shirt. You will like it. So, guys, we got some uh, some draft topics, some draft topics, some dynasty topics, and some other stuff today. And uh, Josh, what's up, man? Damn, that was the longest intro ever. Honestly, I think he covered everything. I think we're yeah. good at this point. We could just go home. I'll trust um, you, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we still got to talk about football, but you know, um, no. So, I actually, I do know that Jordan just updated the dynasty index too. So, go check that out. Um, he's got all the rookies in there. Everything. Uh, he's talking about tier five is where you're finding the sleepers, but you won't know that unless you go and check it out. So yeah. go look, go look it up. And, um, other than that, I was just recovering from my, um, drunken fest at the draft. My apologies if you had to see that, but honestly, I'm not apologizing because it was a phenomenal day for me. I enjoyed the first round a lot. Joe kind of did, although he didn't have a draft pick and didn't really enjoy the draft all that well in general anyway, but they made bears made some good defensive moves. Uh, building that secondary is not a bad start to the, I enjoyed the draft more than I thought I would after I, after I look at it. Oh yeah. I mean, I, the only thing on my biggest standout for the bears was Velas Jones. And yeah. the thing is he could turn into something. There are wide receivers like this that you know, don't, and he's going to have an opportunity. I actually am really interested. He hasn't gone in either of our dynasty drafts, which are underway and taking forever. Um, so I, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of you have already completed your dynasty drafts, but there are uh, probably still some ongoing, so we'll have some dynasty and redraft and just overall general thoughts on the way the draft went and the way the uh, you know rosters are shaking out now. Yeah, we're, we're getting in there, man. So how do you feel about A.J. Brown? That, that was the coolest thing that happened on draft night. 
Yeah, I, I, I actually did check out the clip. I need to go clip it because I'm going to just do it. All. I, I'm not a throwback Thursday kind of guy or social media kind of guy in general. If you've ever looked at For those Josh of you Hollis, that were yeah. not here with us on the live stream. So Josh gets a phone call from his dad and mutes his mutes it completely. He can't hear us at all. Well, right when that happens, we get the AJ Brown trade news. So we're on here and on, on StreamYard, which is a platform we use, which is awesome. StreamYard, give us a plug here. But we're hooting and hollering. He can see us, but he wasn't paying any attention. So we're waving our hands at the camera and stuff, and he can't do it. So finally I called him, and I'm like, hey, man, you guys just some awesome stuff happened. And he finally got it, but he missed the whole A.J. Brown um, trade, which was uh, really, really funny because obviously the Eagles are his team, and you all know that. Uh, and speaking of, I'm glad that we're talking about the Eagles just to, right off the bat, get it over with for everyone listening. Hopefully we don't lose too many people here. I'm going to look at it and it's going to be like, oh yeah, three minutes of the podcast, everyone quit, quit listening. But no, it was pretty hysterical. I mean, uh, I was literally talking to my dad. He's a Lions fan. So they they were making some stellar moves, grabbing uh, Aiden Hutchinson and Jameson Williams. So he naturally calls me, doesn't know what a podcast is probably. Um, so I'm just chatting and I appreciate you not spoiling the news, Joe, because I really thought you were just gonna be like, they drafted someone stupid or something. You're like, just get, <laughs> just, just get back here and we'll, we'll discuss it. But no, uh, feeling great about AJ Brown. Honestly, I, we were actually linked to Traylon Burks or, uh, there was a lot of conversation about that. I think Howie Roseman was scared shitless to make a bad draft pick. So what he did was, Hey, let's just trade this straight up for a wide receiver. We know is proven. We paid the man money. I'm really looking forward to it. This is the first time we made a move for someone who's younger um, what he's 24, 25. Um, yeah. so Alshon Jeffrey was one of our notable ones who was good for a year and a half. I know people don't see it via fantasy, but he was actually, I mean, a large reason he won the Super Bowl. I'm sure you saw that one. Uh, loving to see what AJ Brown does for the team, for the offense, and really for Devontae Smith. That's my biggest winner here. Uh, other than Jalen Hurts, who now basically gets to with the best part about Jalen Jalen Hurts is he is going to be competing for his job throughout this year but not in a bad way. Like it's more of, let me show you what I can do. He's had a year now. He's had some pretty great games. He had a weird, no receiver core other than Devonte Smith and Ertz and Goddard for a little bit for Ertz. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. I mean, does this make him a top seven quarterback? Was I mean, he number eight last year? He was, yeah. He, I mean, he was the top five for the first, like really until they started deciding to do the run game basically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he finished at eight last year and adding uh, AJ Brown to Devonta Smith, you have two different players there. They feed off of each other really well. I think they complement each other. Great. Plus, you know, Miles Sanders got a huge win in that one. And we all know he's a pass catching back as well. So, I, I mean, honestly, Jalen Hurts is, I saw him go in the sixth round of a draft I was in recently. That's ridiculous. If you can get him in the sixth round, you take him every time you sleep like a baby. He's not going to lose his job this year. We know that, and he's probably going to keep it for a long time. So people are still relatively down on Jalen Hurts. If you're in a dynasty league, I think you could float some trades out for him and probably get him at a value at this point because people I don't think have caught up to the, uh, the A.J. Brown signing and what this offense could be. So I think it's a great option. Yeah, I think he went in the fifth or sixth of – I don't know if you're talking about Taggarty – um, but he was an, as an accidental draft pick, he didn't even mean to do it. He was just ranked highly, but yeah, I as just a, did an underdog draft like earlier today. And I think he was like end of the sixth round on that yeah. one. And oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, was going to say, I need easily be top five, top four. I need to get into a dynasty, uh, 
or a best ball underdog draft because this is the time to do it right now. Uh, no, he is actually currently in PFF ranked 13th quarterback under Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Matthew Stafford, um, Russell Wilson, Dak, Deshaun before that. Deshaun's not going to play six games, so you can go ahead and skip him. Trey Lance and Lawrence, I'm going to go ahead and throw right under Hertz. Stafford, I think he should be higher than 12, honestly, in my opinion. And then the other, like the top six, you can pretty much book it, basically. So I feel like the seven is not far off. I mean, I at would the take very him least, over Russell easily. I think, I think this will change once the season goes, because mainly the, I think what people are looking at is the Eagles run heavy last year. What happened was it worked one game and then they were like, oh shit, let's just keep running the ball. And then they did. That was their that was their game plan for the rest of the year, which is fine. But I think this is going to be, I think Nick Sirianni now is a little comfortable. He made the playoffs in his first season. He's not going to get the, the boot right away. So I think naturally uh, Hertz is going to have that like chance to kind of mix the game a little bit better. I think it'll still be a run heavy offense. I don't think they'll be the number one running team in the league this year though yeah and they helped the defense out a lot getting dean and davis there but they still you know there's still question marks in your secondary outside of slay so i think you know they're gonna have closer games it's not gonna be a uh, 13 point game they're not gonna shut anybody out so i think hertz is gonna have to throw it all year and you guys have a ton of weapons now so absolutely i'm a huge jalen hertz believer this year was not last year but i am this year I would say a Deshaun Watson for Jalen Hurts could be something that someone might bite on. I tried it; it didn't work. But um, that's I get the I get the impending suspension is a little sketchy. But if you can get someone to trade, maybe pop a couple things up there. You know, regardless, Hurts is going to be a starting quarterback somewhere for at least the next three years. I think that in Dynasty, this is the time to buy him. Whether the Eagles don't want him to, after this year, I don't see it happening. But I could see the situation in which it does if injury or uh unfortunate situation where he just doesn't play well. But honestly, I love Hertz right now. I'm looking forward to him being a up in that top seven. And honestly, if he stays that way for redraft, that's where I want to get him. That's who I want to get. That's my, my move. Cause those other top five are going to go within the top six rounds, five rounds. Cause everyone bites on quarterbacks. You all know this. We've been in drafts. Absolutely, man. And so, guys, go out, make some trades for Jalen Hurts. We think he's going to go to the moon this year. Um, so, on the other side of the coin, uh, Tennessee trades A.J. Brown and then drafts Traylon Burks, who was comped very similarly to him. I, I still love the meme, which is the Family Guy one, where he's like, the mystery box. A.J. Brown is A.J. Brown, but the mystery box could be even A.J. Brown. You it could know? even be A.J. Brown. It yeah. could even be A.J. Brown. So, uh, from, you know, I think we're going to start seeing this more and more as these wide receivers keep getting paid. They're going to get shipped out of town while they're younger. I, I don't see Traylon Burks being a direct AJ Brown replacement, but he does play similarly. How do you feel about him? So I just, I just don't think that you sell at this point because could they have probably salvaged this year and figured out a way to pay him? I think so personally. I mean, the Titans aren't doing great on cap. Actually, they're pretty much broke, but that's after signing their rookies, I believe, or at least a couple of them. I just probably Traylon Burks. I don't know if he's been signed officially yet, but I just don't understand why you don't figure out how to. If the Rams can figure out how to continue signing stud defensive players and offensive players, you can figure out how to get A.J. Brown on your team. You do not let that happen. And then the fact that you sold him for 
a mid first round pick to go draft a guy who could be him is my biggest thing. I was shocked that that happened, number one, but I'm shocked even more considering the Eagles have two first round picks next year that one of those weren't involved. I know A.J. Brown isn't quite Devontae Adams and he doesn't uh, get warrant a double first round pick, but something else, another second or something. I, I'm shocked at what the Eagles value they got for him, but I like Traylon Burks a lot. And I think that was actually Billy's. I don't say I think he is Billy's favorite wide receiver in this class. And honestly, we all see it in Dynasty. I personally would actually vote for Traylon Burks to be at least number two in rookie drafts right now. I have London one. This is a whole other can of worms. Burks two, and then our boy uh, Brees Hall. Yeah, but we'll we'll talk about that in just a minute because I'll, I'll talk to you about that here. But uh, yeah, I mean Traylon Burks last year, eleven hundred yards, eleven touchdowns for Arkansas. He looks good. He could be. I mean, I think what this was is. Tennessee saw what happened in the playoffs and they know they're not going to get there with Tannehill. That's why they drafted Malik Willis. So Derrick Henry probably getting close to the end of the line. If anyone can extend his career, it's, it's him because he's an absolute monster, but I kind of think this was a, Hey, let's, you know, kind of try to rebuild while we're still winning type thing. And I think that was the motivation for this trade. Yeah, I mean, I get the youth. I like the Robert Woods signing. Honestly, this really bodes well for Robert Woods because most rookie wide receivers don't do what Justin Jefferson did two years ago. So naturally, I think Robert Woods is going to get, hopefully coming off that ACL, should get a lion's share of the targets. I think Burks will be there, but they're very similar receivers. So honestly, it could be either or. Um, But I think even going back to the Titans, they also grabbed a, I wouldn't say replacement, but a counterpart for henry hassan haskins which is very interesting uh keep a little health and youth under henry i know youth's a hard word to throw at him but um i I i'm not worried about henry he's kind of that adrian peterson lt kind of running back he just seems like he's gonna be around for a while he's built to last but i mean they saw last year what happens when he gets injured i mean dontrell hilliard's still there he'll probably do three third down work and stuff but I just see this as the Titans kind of not waving the white flag, but kind of waving the white flag and starting to get a jump on a rebuild a little bit early there. What um, they did is they kind of built a soft, like a soft rebuild because the line's yeah. still there. The defense is still there. I mean, they lost a, a couple linebackers and things along the way, but it wasn't anything hard. They still got a lot of youth to their team, but they were, one of the, they were one of those weird teams that had really young guys and then really old guys. And that's yeah. why I just, but I just don't see why AJ Brown wasn't in that mix. I just, it's hard for me to see a team pass up on something like that because it's going to bite them. It's like the Eagles situation with Justin Jefferson. We passed up on him and now we get to watch him for 10 years. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Speaking of Justin Jefferson, you said you had Drake London first in your, uh, in your wide receiver rankings, or was that just your top three dynasty? Uh, no, top, top dynasty, not, not redraft at all. I wouldn't say that. Cause I'm not trying to get home around this. Drake London is going to have a year. I have a very big thing for Drake London. Atlanta is one of those teams that's going to be losing or is going to be, uh, just firing the ball around. I know Mariota is not the most accurate quarterback, uh, but Pickett could come in and probably will come in. I have to imagine. I think Ritter job. Ritter, my apologies. Um, No, you're fine. Yeah. Um, So job security wise for quarterbacks coming in, Tannehill's pretty much set. 
I mean, for this year, unless he does something completely wrong. Um, Trubisky, people think he's on the hot seat. I actually don't think so. The oh, actual really? Pickett team, my apologies. Um, I think Pickett is a great, this is, look what happened with Mahomes. I'm not saying anyone is Patrick Mahomes, but look what happened with him. All of these quarterbacks have been rushed in there, thrown to start Sam Darnold, uh, freaking any other rookie quarterback that's been in a situation. Trevor Lawrence is a great example from last year. Let Trubisky have a shot. If he sucks, sure. Put it, put, put Pickett in, but at the same time, don't force it. Don't rush it. Let a rookie develop. I know Trubisky's not the best uh, veteran quarterback presence, but he just got to learn under Josh Allen for a year. I can only imagine that his game will be better. He was in a really shitty situation with the Bears. No offense to your team, but they didn't give him a chance to be himself. This was a naggy run offense who did have a run game and still didn't use that. So I don't know what they were doing. They were doing dink and dunks. They were doing screen plays. They didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, I don't think they knew what they were doing. They were what they were doing was they were riding the defense and thinking that, oh, we don't need to play offense too hard because otherwise they'll throw interceptions. But in reality, quarterbacks need to throw interceptions because they need to learn that, oh, that play wasn't right. I need to learn this. I think Trubisky studied the tape. I think he's very secure at this point. I don't mean to, I went on a tangent about Trubisky. Um, But Matt Corral, probably going to start pretty much immediately, if not, you know, week two after they start chanting at uh, Darnold, who's still there, probably. Yeah, the human trash can. But back to the rookie quarterbacks. Uh, not no no Ritter Ritter sorry Ritter yeah Ritter probably has the best chance of starting sooner rather than later. I think Mariota goes in there, and this isn't a stab at Mariota. I just don't think Mariota's gonna be that guy for that team. That team needs someone who can throw a deep ball. Mariota had that arm in college, kind of, but he was more of the mobile quarterback. He was kind of like a. Um, light Jalen Hurts at that point. Like he didn't have the developmental skills. Hurts had what it is. He's actually, you know what? Mariota was what everyone thought Hurts was going to be. Oh, he doesn't have the skills. Oh, he's not going to be this. He's not going to be that. But Mariota didn't. And he did learn under Carr, which I can't say anything against that. I want to get, I want to give him a shot because honestly, I like Mariota and I liked him on on Oregon. So Mariota is what Desmond Ritter will be. It's that's kind of the same accuracy issues, rushing quarterback, you name it on that one. But as far as the rookie wide receivers go, um, I think we'll get into that a little bit later. But we'll let Billy have a, an impact. Yeah, on that we'll too. let Maybe Billy we do that next that. week. No, we're going to talk about this at the end a little bit too. But so we're going to talk about Marquise Brown in the trade to Arizona. Um, where is he in relation to you? Do you like it? Do you not like it? I like it. I'm a big fan of it. I mean, him and Kyler played um, in college together. They had great seasons together. Uh, so I like it. Arizona absolutely needs someone. You know, Rondale Moore, we'll see on him. A.J. Green's back, but he's not going to do anything. And then you got uh, DeAndre Hopkins missing half the season almost. So I think that uh, Kyler Murray to Marquise Brown is going to be something that we see quite a bit this year. Uh, very excited to draft him. I don't know where in my rankings I would have him right now. My problem with the trade was just, you know, there was still some stuff on the board. I know wide receivers are going pretty quick, but I, they gave up a first rounder for Marquise Brown. I, I get it. You know, Kyler seems to be happy now, but I don't know. I don't know where I rank him. I actually, I don't like it. And this is why I don't like it. It's because Marquise Brown was doing well with Lamar Jackson. 
He had a great rapport. Uh, I think he missed a couple games. No, he only missed. He didn't miss a game. No, he missed. He missed a couple games. Never mind. Um, but he was just building a rapport with him, and I just think it was great. I think it. He does add that uh, mobile running or wide receiver out of the backfield type to Arizona, which they haven't had. I mean, they kind of did dump offs and stuff like that, but I think he'll be a good compliment to Hopkins, but I don't like him for fantasy purposes. This is kind of goes to something we're going to talk about in a bit about how I think it helped the team. I think it helps Kyler a lot, but I don't like his fantasy relevance anymore. I think Marquise Brown was just starting. I mean, the start of the season, he had nothing less than 10 points and that was one time. Everything else was 19 and above. So, I just I thought what he had built with Lamar was great. Obviously, he got injured, kind of came back from it, didn't really ever get back to full speed. If anything, I think this helps Bateman on the other side. I think Bateman's ranked way higher than him after, especially after his rookie year where he was basically overshadowed by Marquise Brown. And now there's no one to fucking throw to on Baltimore. So yeah. other than Mark Andrews, of course. So uh, Bateman, man, he he absolutely dominated in college. We loved him coming out of Minnesota. Unfortunately, he landed on that spot. He was buried on the depth chart, and he had Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. Now he finally gets a chance to shine. He looked really good in the limited action last year. So I like I like Bateman, but Marquise Brown right now, this is on Fantasy Pros. They've got Darnell Mooney ahead of him, Brandon Cooks, Mike Williams, Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, and Elijah Moore. I would almost bump him up in front of any of them currently. Brandon Cooks still plays football? Yeah. We don't know. I mean, Elijah Moore – I think Garrett Wilson's very similar to Justin Jefferson. So I think it's going to be a really hard time not to get the ball in his hands. So I like Elijah Moore, but that definitely knocks him down. Chris Godwin. We don't even know when he's going to be back. We assume probably November, but you know, he's still got to get back up to game speed. Mike Williams was a fluke last year. He was just trying to get paid. Michael Thomas, no news on him whatsoever. Does he even play? Brandon cooks was unhappy in Houston might get traded, might just not try that hard, you know? And Darnell Mooney, I mean, he's he gets the volume there, but the addition of Ellis Jones and these other veterans could take some away from him too. So I think Marquise Brown would pop right up there. Where is that at? Like 20 for me? For wide yeah, receivers? Yeah, I'd have to put him in the th- late 20s, early 30s, in my opinion. So I think Marquise Brown would make an interesting buy low right now. Like, I wouldn't want to give up too much for him. You got to let the trade settle down a little bit. because. Well, I'm saying, at, like, yeah. let's say week one, he goes out there and catches three balls for 60 yards or something or whatever, had mm-hmm. one big break. That would be the time to play for him because everyone's like, oh, Kyler Murray, he's finally got a quarterback who can throw. But honestly, Kyler Murray's not that far from Lamar Jackson. And there are plenty of options. The two tight ends now, uh, you got Hopkins and... AJ Green's gone, but there's got to be some. AJ else Green's there. back. They resigned. Is, him. is AJ Green back? Oh, okay, yeah. Well, that's, that's Rondale Moore, and they still don't Rondale know what they're Moore, doing with Isabella, of. man. So mm. there's a lot of mouths to feed in that I, offense, but I do like the chemistry that they had dating back to college on that one. And not to mention the running back game, which isn't is it's just weird. I know James Connor's not necessarily a pass catching back, but they got Eno Benjamin uh, and uh, his the new guy Keontae. Keontae Ingram. Public was, service announcement. I'm just trying to pronounce if you're in a draft right now. Yeah, he's going super late. We'll get into yeah. that in a second. But um, let's actually let's I want to get into this because we've kind of keep touching on it and I just want to get it over with. So there's a lot of players out there that went to a team that it helps the team a lot, but it ends up adding 
more mouths to feed kind of situation than they could probably handle. Now, Marquise Brown is a solid situation where it's not quite too many mouths to feed. It's, it's just right on the cusp. He's probably the wide receiver too, especially with AJ green being old and, uh, sir, sir, I didn't want to say decrepit. I almost did. I I like that word. I I love that word too, but I didn't want to say it because he's actually been quite serviceable, even in fantasy purposes, but He's basically the wide receiver too. I think they obviously are preparing for Ertz's departure eventually. Um, so really that's not a bad situation. Now what I'm talking about is the Jets. Now, if you notice when I talked about my dynasty top three, Brees Hall was not the number one pick for me. I And it's not because of talent and it's, it's landing place for me. The Jets have four mouths to feed with, I almost said Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson throwing them the ball. So we got Elijah Moore, who has proven to be a stud. And then they go and grab Garrett Wilson, who is the pretty much undisputed number one wide receiver on the team. And there's no reason that he wouldn't have been up there if he wasn't on it. He might have been number one for me if it wasn't for the landing spot. And then they grabbed Brees Hall after having Michael Carter. Michael Carter had five good games, and that was mostly with Mickey Blanco. We've talked about that well, well documented on this podcast. And then Brees Hall is an absolute stud. This has nothing to do with his talent. This isn't a... Saquon moment where we get a big running back who is a beast and can just come in and just tear up right off the bat. This is a crowded backfield, crowded wide receiver room. I am not high on any of these people, especially in redraft. I will grab one of them. It's almost like the Leonard Fournette Rojo situation last year. Whoever drafted Fournette got him in the ninth round because nobody wanted him. Like, I just, it's hard for me to say, oh, this guy will be good and this guy won't, or this, like Michael Carter's probably taking a backseat. I think we can all agree on that. Yes. So, yeah. But I, he's going to still have a role. I mean, I, they've yeah, seen well, this. They signed CJ Uzama. They signed Tyler Conklin. They got Garrett. I mean, they've just added pieces everywhere. I like the fact, you know, Robert Sala coming from the Kyle Shanahan offense is going to use his running backs. And I think, you know, they did a lot of beefing up the defense this year, too. So, I think kind of what they saw to Zach Wilson last year was we're going to have to run the ball. We're going to have to run the ball a lot. So I think getting Brees and he steps in, I mean, he's probably 70-30 split between him and Michael Carter. Probably not right off the bat, but towards the end of the season there. So I like Brees Hall a lot. I, I like what the Jets have on their line. I like their defense and these weapons on the outside. He's going to have a lot of room to run. So there's a case that, you know, I still have him as my number one in Dynasty, but uh, you can make a case for a lot of these guys. My problem with a lot of these guys is the landing spot with the quarterbacks and everything. And, you know, what kind of values are you seeing right now in the first and second and third rounds, fourth rounds, fifth rounds? Because, you know, a lot of people are really high on Drake London, Christian Watson, Sky Moore, all those guys. But I'm seeing Jahan Dotson, who probably toe-to-toe is one of the most talented in the class, just absolutely getting overlooked right now. Super overshadowed by everything that's happened, which is honestly kind of shocking because some of these situ- landing spaces are terrible landing spaces. Horrible. And Horrible. You, you would think Jahan Dotson would be great. Uh, I just want to say before we get off the Jets, because I feel like we're steering onto a new team, I love their draft. Honestly, just looking at it on paper, they might have won the draft. Garrett me. Wilson, Brees Hall, Jermaine Johnson, and Sauce Gardner. Yeah. I and then five other guys. Like, I mean, they had so many draft picks. So four starters. All, boom, 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 boom. Four all automatic starters, I would say. Jermaine Johnson might split some reps or whatever, but Sauce Gardner's starting immediately. Brees Hall is basically starting immediately. And Garrett Wilson is the number two on the team now already. So yeah, I love the draft. I just it's like horrible landing spaces. But back to Dotson, like 
he's going to Washington with Wentz, who people don't like. And I actually think it's a perfect landing spot because Wentz has something to prove right now after this yeah. last year of going to Indy, missing the playoffs, and now them drafting a not Carson Strong. Who'd they get? Sam Howell. Um, yeah. So no, – yeah, they did get Sam Howell. So there is that weird, like, oh, this could be it, or this could be a Kellen Mond situation where he's just going to wait. Sam Howell's wings. not doing anything. I don't think he's he's not he's not creating pressure, but he's creating a slight annoyance in the sinuses. You know, like that mm-hmm. feeling that you're yeah. like, I don't like that. Uh, so Wentz is going to go out there and prove it. He's now ha- he now has McLaurin, Dotson. Uh, who's the wide receiver last year that didn't do anything but Deami Brown? Deami Brown, hopefully, will do something. But I think Dotson immediately leaps Brown after yeah. last year. And then, uh, I don't know if they still have any other receivers there. Oh, I have Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel, still there. Yeah. Um, and then Logan uh, Thomas, Logan and Thomas, and JD McKissick, and Antonio well, Gibson, and Brian Robinson. It's a clusterfuck of people in this offense, but it I adds- was just talking more about the. You know, we're you're talking about like a guy like Christian Watson, right? I'm I like Christian Watson. I think he's going to be good, but he's going to arguably one of the toughest spots to succeed in the NFL because he's a rookie, and we all know if Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust you, he's not throwing you the ball. We have Sky Moore who has huge hands and he's fast as hell, and we expect him to slot right into the Tyree Kill role, and he's tied to Patrick Mahomes, but you know he's still he didn't play at a big school. He didn't have the best competition and stuff. So I think, you know, he's get those two guys are getting heightened up just because of where they landed. Then you got Drake London, who, again, Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter, plus you have Kyle Pitts there, who we expect to take a jump up. But and, I think you know, that that will help, though, that Kyle Pitts is there because. Like no, I said, agree. I just don't like the quarterback situation there at all. I get it. And I, I, I will say the thing about Dotson is Curtis Samuels coming off injury, and I don't want to say he's on the end of his career. Cause that sounds sad, but he didn't look all that great last year before the injury. So naturally I think he's going to Dotson's going to slide into that. And I think that there's one of those situations where yes, it's a crowded team, but it's going to be a team that has a lot of offense. I trust Wentz a lot more than I trust Zach Wilson. If I was to draft, I would draft yeah. Dotson over not Garrett Wilson, but let's say Dotson went to the jets. He's going down less going down more than he would going to Washington. But honestly, Dotson's slipping in drafts. And honestly, even after drafts, I think you could probably get Dotson because most likely someone grabbed Dotson because to end the slide, basically. So I yeah. think that that might be one of the rare rookies where you could trade for right now and go get him. Um, yeah, because I mean, honestly, I, I drafted Dotson and, and before I got into it, you know, I wasn't really, I didn't know how I felt about him. It was kind of like I knew what he did in college. I, I watched plenty of his tape, and I saw what he could do. And I was really pumped about that. But I was like, man, Wentz and McLaurin's there. But the more I think about it, he's the type of receiver that can really help out Carson Wentz because we know Wentz has accuracy issues. That's He's a good quarterback, but he's not the most accurate quarterback. The catch radius that Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson have are absolutely ridiculous. And I think a lot of those, he's just going to chuck up and let them go get it. And I think it's a great landing spot. So now that we've talked about a good landing spot, let's go back to the negatives. Um, For me, and this has nothing to do with, I'm actually super, like I said, I'm super pumped for my dad here for the Lions. Their draft is phenomenal. As a uh, person who drafted Jamison Williams, I'm I'm not saying I have regrets or second thoughts, but there's a lot of mouths to feed on the Lions. Let's do that trade right now. 
we're gonna we'll have a conversation. Do it live on air. Let's go. We'll have a conversation. Uh, <laughs> but I offered to trade him because I picked right before him and snagged Jameson Williams and wanted him. So, and he got Kenneth Walker in the sixth pick as the sixth pick. So that we'll get into that too. But uh, Jameson Williams lands in a very peculiar situation. Good news is it's more of next year that we're really rooting for Jameson Williams. They signed DJ Chark to however many years. They got Amon Ross A. Brown for the next at least two years. And then they have Swift. They have Hawkinson. They have Jamal Williams even. There's a crowded field on uh, the crowded field on bad teams kills me. Yes, they'll be throwing the ball all game, but it's just consistency from a fantasy basis that I'm just not excited about. Um, I kind of forgot about the DJ Chark signing. I knew Jameson Williams was one of the top talented receivers in this draft. So, and I, I like the landing spot because they'll probably be drafting a rookie quarterback next year of the cream of the crop, as Billy says. So, I don't know. Just, what, what do you think about this? Am I overthinking this? Like, what? I mean, no, you're not overthinking at all. I, you know, as far as an immediate impact player, I don't, Jameson Williams is not your guy. I mean, if you're if you're on a contending team and you have an early first round pick somehow and you need someone to help your team out, you're probably going with someone else. You know, you're probably looking at a Kenneth Walker or something like that to bolster uh, your roster. But Jamison Williams, the talent is really good there. You're, I mean, you can make the argument he's the number one in the draft. I mean, I, I hate throwing comps out there. I know I already comped Garrett Wilson to Justin Jefferson on this pod, but I get a lot of Antonio Brown when I'm watching him play. I mean, the routes he runs and the way he's able to separate it's really impressive. Um, so, you know, I think Jamison Williams is is a very solid player. But you're right with the landing spot. We don't know what's going to happen with Goff. We don't know if we can trust Goff. We, we have no idea what's going on there. So there's a lot of risk involved with the pick there. But based on talent alone, I, I'm not too worried about it. So I don't actually dislike golf or golf. <laughs> I do dislike I golf, golf right now. Man. I'm playing terrible golf right now. I need, I need another lesson, Joe. Uh, but no, I don't dislike golf, but I think my biggest thing about the Lions, they don't have a backup quarterback. So if no. golf goes down, that entire team sinks. Tim Boyle yeah. and David Blow are not the a- answer. I'm surprised they didn't snag. A, I know that they were doing great draft moves, but surprised they didn't snag a Sam Howell, Matt Corral. Whether they were good or not, it's better than what they got on the t- Like They could have signed one out of free agency. They could trade for Gardner Minshew right now and he'd be an immediate starter uh almost over Goff so I know they're tied to that contract and I know that that's gonna eventually be able to get bought out but at the moment there's no backup and that I think that's what worries me the most about this um same with the Jets I mean other than Mickey Blanco which we have a a weird man boner for um as opposed to a lady boner of course um but I just, I don't know, man. I, I love the team. I love what they've done with their offensive line. I, I just, I'm even scared to like draft DeAndre Swift high and redraft. I know you're a big Swifter. I mean, are you worried about Swift at all? No. Okay. I think the game yeah. that DeAndre Swift plays is pretty much quarterback proof. Uh, there's always going to be room for that dump off. We saw it last year. Dan Campbell used it repeatedly. I mean, DeAndre Swift was catching seven, eight balls a game. Obviously, you know, I don't think that David Blau is as accurate as Jared Goff, but Jared Goff isn't that accurate. So if he can catch those dump offs, I'm not too worried about Swift. I like the addition of the line. You know, if Jamison Williams comes back is and is healthy, even having Chark there with Amon Ra is and Hawkinson. I mean, again, it's going to open up those pass underneath for the running backs. So Detroit Lions were a way better team than it, it appeared on paper last year. And also it was mainly because they never had a receiver. And Amon Ra obviously came out 
uh, halfway through his rookie year and showed himself. Honestly, I'm not, I'm actually, I'd be so pissed if I was an Amon Ra owner. I know you are manager. My apologies. Um, I know that uh, you have him in one league, but I just, I'm, I'd be pissed because DJ Chark goes there and you're like, yeah, whatever. That doesn't, if anything, that helps him. And then Jameson Williams goes there and like, okay, now we're starting to get a little crowded. But yeah, uh, no, I, you know, I think that if anything, uh, Amon Ra and Swift are going to cannibalize each other a little bit with those underneath routes. That's that's the only thing I'm really concerned about. I love the fact that you have the field stretchers on the outside now. That and I mean Hawkinson, we saw. I mean he was running post routes pretty much every time. I mean he was just going right down the right down. The I actually like this outside. most. The person I like the most on this team, just position wise, is Hawkinson. Actually, because yeah. I've I've been high on Hawkinson for a long time. I had him as a number five tight end last year. That didn't happen, unfortunately. But I do think that this will help him because all those receivers can run some routes and he's going to be left to be covered by a linebacker. And last year he was covered by corners and safeties and everything. But now I don't think they're going to be able to do that with Jamison healthy, especially uh, Amon Ra, Swift, all the four of them, uh, even Shark running around. It'll be there's there's gonna be some sharks in the water. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Billy hates puns, so I, I'm glad I could get that out of the way while he's not here. All right. So now, back from shitty landing spots, let's go was, to a, my favorite landing spot of any wide receiver in this draft, and that is David Bell landing in Cleveland. Now, I'm not a David Bell guy. I'm going to be the first to preface this. I am, however, a Deshaun Watson guy. I think he's one of the best, not uh, off the field quarterbacks, but on the field. I think he's one of the best there is in the league right now. And I love – I think he's going to come in and start over Donovan Peoples-Jones right away. Um, he's got the starting spot. And I absolutely love the fact that he's going to be tied to Deshaun Watson for the early part of his career at least. So if you're looking for someone who – I mean, I think Deshaun Watson plays every game this year. I don't I don't see a suspension at this point because we haven't heard anything. So I'm all in on David Bell. I'm drafting – in redraft, I think you can fire at him, you know, probably 12th, 13th round or something because you're going to get a guy that slots right into an offense with a hall of fame caliber quarterback. We haven't seen it yet, but I love it. This is best the best landing spot of any wide receiver for yeah. Watson as well. So um, I think what happens, what's the best part about David Bell and I'll get to my David Bell story shortly. Um, I think what's going to happen with David Bell is Watson will get suspended for six games and everyone's going to be off of David Bell. This is going to happen. Someone's going to draft him. I'm not talking about you, Joe, cause I know you're smarter, but in redraft, you only have so much of a bench, and especially if you play in a league that only has a very small bench, which I'm in a league, someone's going to draft David Bell because there's going to be some weird hype. Maybe he does good in the preseason. Maybe he forms a bond with Watson. Watson's going to get suspended for four games or something like that, and Bell's going to get dropped. Bell is going to be the hot, and this is my hot take, Bell is going to be the hottest pickup in football, fantasy football this year. So if you draft him, draft him and keep him. Keep him as your fifth wide receiver. Do not drop him. Do not drop David Bell. That is my biggest thing. In redraft, you are going to find him late or you're going to find him out of free agency. Go pick him up. I know this is a long time to redraft, and I'll reiterate this point again. Um, I actually <laughs> – I'm going to get into my story now. I fell into David Bell in one of our drafts, and and we're in a, a new a new league, and people are all worried about defense because we're also in defense. So I, I keep in mind here there's defense. I got him at 212, and I actually got David Bell, knowing that he's a good receiver – but I looked at his stats after I drafted him after I drafted him and Jesus, he yeah. looks phenomenal already in college. Just freshman year, he had a thousand yards Yeah, and I just cannot imagine what the future is going to hold with David Bell with Deshaun Watson in the 
back part of the year, depending on what happens with Watson this year. And then next year, especially dynasty. It's phenomenal. Unless Watson gets suspended the whole season, which I highly doubt because they didn't do a damn thing last year. It's not going to get suspended at all. I, and that's possible too. And that's when David bell is the guy is the guy to go. Maybe he doesn't have the first, the best first week, but him being paired alongside Amari Cooper is only going to be great. Uh, the man is uh, just a monster. Uh, six, two is a monster. Cause I'm five ten, So that's four, four inches taller than me. Uh, I am just looking forward to David Bell all around. And I think he's going to be one of those guys that actually, he, I wouldn't quite say he's the Justin Jefferson, but um, that kind of guy where he get he gets dropped week three and then has a big week four and he's, everybody's fighting over him on the waiver wire the next week. Yeah. I could see him be the next Allen Robinson easily like the Chicago bears Allen Robinson. If he develops with Deshaun Watson correctly, so possums go get David Bell. I just did an underdog draft this morning. He was absolutely free. He was at the I think he was my last pick, honestly. I don't no know. one's on him right now. So strike while the iron's hot. If you listen to this podcast and that's the one thing you get out of it, I hope we can help you out there. But and Billy's even still a fan. I don't know about a David Bell, but of the Browns, because Baker's still there technically. So <laughs> Billy will still be a fan until he gets traded. He still um, is for sure. You beat me to the punch of uh, getting to happier teams. So let's get to another uh, happy team. Uh, Dallas wide receivers. Uh, they're after losing um, Amari, obviously, which we just got done talking about. Uh, I mean, we didn't talk about him, but do we need to? He's with, he's tied to Deshaun Watson. Go get him as well. Yes. Um, and then Cedric Wilson goes over to Miami. And now there's, that's just the lone CD lamb. Gallup and uh, the new guy they drafted that I already forgot his name. Oh, shit. What's his name, man? I actually was trying to draft him. I wanted to say Vilas Jones, but that's not right. It's not Vilas Jones. Uh... God damn it. He's South Alabama kid. Yeah, South name? Alabama. I'm looking it up, man. That's my bad. I, I should have had it pulled up. Jalen Colbert. There it is. Yeah. So he was one of those guys who uh, nobody was quite looking at. Um I only think of the Mike Tolbert of my life when I hear his name, but where do we rank these three? Like what, what, how do we feel about, I like, what are your feelings on CD lamb? What are your feelings on Michael Gallup? And then of course, Tolbert who pretty much is the third guy. I mean, there's a chance that he's not the third guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it kind of goes right back into what we saw last year. I think, you know, Michael Gallup kind of fills the Amari Cooper role and he did it well. You know, Amari Cooper, they always had running down the sideline for the most part. He did go inside a little bit, but I think CD is going to continue to play the slot, maybe move him outside. I think they're going to funnel targets to CD. The only thing that I'm worried about CD for is, you know, they re-signed Dalton Schultz and the positions they play kind of screw each other up a little bit. Um, I think Michael Gallup benefits the most from Amari Cooper being gone. Hopefully he can come back and be pretty healthy. Uh, they were saying, I read somewhere that he might be right at the end of training camp, start of preseason when he can, you know, start working out again. But, uh, if you get him in there, I think, uh, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I'm still high on CD. I, he's on plenty of my teams. I, I'm worried about CD. I'm not sold on CD, but I do like, I like the talent. I like having him with Dak Prescott. The offense is there. I'm pretty high on all these guys. And I think Tolbert just kind of running the Cedric Wilson routes is going to be huge. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I think CD Lamb is a top five wide receiver. And I don't even think there's an argument. You got Cooper Cup, who you know is going to have another good year. I don't think he's going to do what he did last year. I'm not saying that. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chaser in, for, in it for the long haul. 
Devontae Adams could go either way. Um, this is this is uh, ESPN's rankings that I'm going off of in order right now. Devontae Adams could go either way. Uh, it He does have a connection with Carr. They played in college together, but it is the Raiders, and it is not Aaron Rodgers. So I want to see what happens with Adams, but I, I'm still going to rank him in the top five. Debo, I'm still not 100% sold on. I know that I'll get flack for that. Uh, and then Stephon Diggs with Buffalo. Yeah, that could be true, but Gabriel Davis is making a comeback, or a, a, I should just say a come. Uh, that's that's weird. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, and then CD Lamb. So CD Lamb could easily move up two slots, in my opinion. I mean, Dynasty League is a little different. CD's probably a little higher, but there's no one else to throw the ball to CD lamb is going to get peppered with targets. I think it's not quite a slot guy, but I feel like he's going to get that Cooper cup kind of targets. I think that the targets are there. There's a lot of targets that are missing with uh, Cooper being gone. I don't see any downfall to this unless a deck injury again. That's the only thing that I could see would not lead to him. I think Gallup is in an increased role because he's now an official starter instead of that weird, like, him and Cedric Wilson swapping spots and stuff. And then this new guy, I mean, there's, there's still James Washington and then your boy, Simi Fahoko, who maybe, maybe this is the year for him. You never know, but he's going to be my next Jarek McKinnon, dude. I have to say Gallup and Cooper are, or Gallup and CD are going to both have great years. I'm thinking CD might be that guy. Like he might be the guy who wins you the league. He might be the, I'm not quite saying Debo Samuel because Debo was on the cheap last year. And so was Cooper cup even slightly so but i think that even at his adp which might go up once we get closer to redraft but i think cd might be the guy who wins you a league this year i so here's the thing is i absolutely agree with you and i can 100 percent see it based on it but i would not feel comfortable with cd being my number one wide receiver and where it's he's just going we right haven't, now it's just because we haven't seen it yet is the thing we i mean he he showed flashes last year i i would have to say that he was pretty damn good but what wide receiver 10 13 13 in ppr or no sorry 13 in standard 19 in ppr so the targets weren't quite there but that's because there was a lot of mouths to feed we had cooper there uh he missed a game i mean it there was some weird lulls at the end and that's probably why you're burnt as a someone who has cd on their team uh that week 17 week 16 week 15 was a little rough yeah, I cannot tell you exactly what I saw on tape, but I was just not not thrilled a lot of the time with how he was used, number one, and how they got him the ball. I, I just – I mean, he, he had just, a couple of huge games last year, and that was awesome. I just – I don't know. We'll see. I, I think the re-signing of Dalton Schultz ultimately was like, oh, shit. No, I think that I think that the fact that there's not three valid receivers on the team anymore should help him. And the fact and we have seen it before where the number one wide receiver is really good, but there's no number two. I think Gallup slots in as that number two to help take the weight off his shoulders. I think he will get focused on early, but I think that Gallup will prove that he needs to be covered as well. I think that's my thing about it. I think people think you hear Gallup and you don't hear AJ Brown, you don't hear CD Lamb, you don't hear these big names, so you don't think about it. But I think week one, whoever Dallas ends up playing, uh, might just uh, get a little Gallup treatment. So fun fact, go get you some Gallup too. But yes, anyway, last Gallup. last topic, and then we'll let Billy fill us in on anything we missed because he's probably live listening right now somehow, <laughs> even though it's not published. Uh, 
Kenneth Walker. Uh, we kind of touched on his name, but how do we feel about Kenneth Walker? I know that you got him in two different leagues. Um, so let, let me hear from the horse's mouth first. Okay. I am very excited about Kenneth Walker. I'm, Chris Carson might not play, man. His That neck injury thing's scary. I mean, we saw Justin Ross didn't even get drafted after having a similar neck issue um, that Chris Carson had. I I don't know if he even plays this year. Travis Homer and DJ Dallas, no. They're not messing with it. Rashad Penny looked awesome last year, but he averages like three or four games a year. He is always injured. So Kenneth Walker is an absolute stud of a running back. He tested off the charts. He is – I know Penny went in the first round, but – I think he's more talented than Penny just walking in there if they both came off the draft board at the same time. So I think Kenneth Walker walks into a great situation, especially having Drew Locke there, because assuming they don't do anything at quarterback, the only thing they're going to be able to do is run the ball. And Penny's going to get hurt. And if he doesn't, you're still dealing with the share. I think the real value for Kenneth Walker, though, is later in the year and next year, I think he gets the full reins. They get a quarterback in there that's a little bit more respectable. And I think Kenneth Walker is – he might have a better career than Brees Hall. I, I, woof, that's a good one right there. Uh, I will say uh, Rashad Penny scares me a little. I'm not – like the injury situation is is – I get it. I get why everyone's thinking that. I think, honestly, this is going to be a really interesting one for redraft because no one's going to know who to grab. This might be the actual Fournette Rojo situation. But I think my biggest fear of Kenneth Walker going to Seattle is I think you're right next year. And in, in dynasty, he is the man to grab. I would rather have Kenneth Walker over Brees Hall right now uh, just because of this. I, Michael Carter's not going anywhere next year. Penny, on the other hand, either gets injured, replaced, or just outperformed. Uh, they go get a quarterback that actually matters at some point this year or next year. But that's my biggest problem is there's no quarterback on that team to make them scared. They got Lockett, they got DK Metcalf, um, and no man, nobody to me is. I'm not, I'm not worried about DK. I don't want DK Metcalf right now, and I have a weird bet going on with DK Metcalf with I think Billy or you. I don't remember who, but oh yeah, no, that's my biggest fear is there's no quarterback there. If Garoppolo or Baker or Minshew or one of the backup quarterbacks or quarterbacks without a home right now go there, I think that'd be great. Like honestly, I'd be happy with Mariota or Trubisky there. But with Drew Locke as the quarterback, I am not excited. We have not seen a single thing. If he was going to do anything, he would have done it on Denver, basically. So the same situation as Denver. Two great wide receivers, two great running backs. So that's my biggest fear with Kendall Walker. That's why I didn't draft him. That's why I grabbed Jameson Williams over him. Um, but I don't dislike him. And it's the same thing with Brees Hall. I don't dislike him. I dislike the landing spot. But Kenneth Walker is this. I dislike the landing spot for now. Brees Hall, I still don't like playing spot. We're going to see a – I just feel like Le'Veon Bell wasted his last year possible at, on the Jets. Yes, that team is going to be improved, but I don't think it's an immediate impact. And when are they really going to be able to have a run game? Same with the Seattle Seahawks here. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, that's the one thing that worries me about Kenneth Walker is that this offense is just so bad that we can't get it going. But, I mean – They've got Fant, who Locke's familiar with. You, you name the receivers and everything. I think Pete Carroll wants to just run the football 
down people's throats. I think we're going to see an old school offense there. And I think that Kenneth Walker, we're actually going to see him catch passes for the first time in his career um, where he's actually using the passing game. And uh, yeah, I I'm really excited for him. I I'm absolutely thrilled to have him on my team. This is another team that I like the draft, but I don't like the fact that they didn't get a quarterback. It's like the, the lions for me. Like, why didn't you go get one? Like you didn't right. have to pay much for them either. Like I, I love the Charles cross signing boy, Mafe. don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. My apologies. Um, and then Kenneth Walker. I mean, those, that is a solid three people, immediate starters. Like you said about the other team, but you know, same thing. Yeah. I, I just, I want it to be good. It's just one of those things that it was hard for me to pull the trigger on. I did, have a little moment, but I will say, I think Kenneth Walker in dynasty is going to be great. Probably next year though, unless something changes immediately, which might vault his value. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but anyway, we've gone on long enough, surprisingly, even without Billy. So let's, uh, you want to wrap this up and then we can let Billy give all the insights to everything we missed. Let's give Billy a three minute window of, and I know you're listening to this Billy cause you will. Um, we're going to give Billy a three minute window for everything we touched that he agrees on. And then a three minute window on everything that he disagrees on. You know what? Minute and a half each. You get three minutes total, Bill. So he's we don't only have Bill. disagree and agree with two things. Yeah. We don't give Bill a lot. Oh, a we're lot just going to summarize it. Yeah, no, he's you know, like the, he's like the moderator, man. Like yeah. we, we talk and he moderates and there's no moderator here. So it's a little unorganized, but I, <laughs> I feel like we've done all right without. Yeah, Bill. we did good. We got through it. All right, guys. Well, Thank you for riding with us today and uh, go follow us everywhere. Holler at us. If you need to know how to get to the IDP index, let us know. If you need the dynasty index, let us know. It can be found on our Instagram. It's linked at our link tree. It's linked at our Twitter at offensive points. I mean, it is, it is everywhere. You can possibly find it. You can holler at us. You know, I'll give you my email if you want. I, I don't know, but uh, get on there, support us. And uh, we really appreciate you guys. Go uh, get some drafts done.